interruption. <laughs> um, and, um, yes, let's talk about interruption <laughs> as a creative. <laughs> Especially since we've just interrupted ourselves. Have we started? Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since this is take three because we keep interrupting ourselves. <laughs> interruption. <laughs> and the creative process. Yeah. So the other day... When I was meant to come over and do this podcast, and I said, actually, I can't come over because I'm in superflow. I think one of the things that has been really um, evident in my friendships and, and in my life, it's very difficult for me to be friends with people that don't understand how, how I will have to interrupt our natural flow of things because if I if I want to write I want to write when you're engrossed you're engrossed yeah and it's just very easy if you are friends with other people that understand that because it can almost be seen it can almost seem as being rude but the fact is that in my life with work and children and all the other stuff thrown into it I'm interrupted so much, so much, so often that it's very hard to find uh, hours, you know, uh, uh, hours throughout the day where I can where I can put my mm. head down and work. So I have to be very diligent with my time. Well, there's two. I I often think there's there's. I mean, some people talk about being able to work as if they're going to work. Mm-hmm. That they they start at nine and they stop for lunch and they carry on till tea time I'm unable to work like that because once I'm going it's I'm so engrossed and absorbed that Mm. um the idea of coming out of that space or is is you know I, I can imagine feeling and have experienced a sense of rage at being um forced out of that by interruption. Yeah. Pulled out. It's a <laughs> yanking. <laughs> I know I'm the same, but what I what what I need is I need four or five hours of um of time in a day to work. And in actual actual fact, if I can't find four or five hours, because it is quite because I because I find it so frustrating to be yanked from that. Um I'll just do other things, you know. I'll edit, or I'll, I won't. I won't delve into the actual uh, creating. I'll do something else that has yes. to do with that has to yeah. do with either backlash or editing my own work, or you know, doing my emails or whatever. But unless I have a block of time to create, I find it mm. so frustrating that if I'm pulled out of it, that I can't start. Yeah, and, um, and there is, I mean, we presume we have to mention the fact that, that there is, that there are many people who, who don't necessarily understand that this, this process is, um, is to be taken seriously. Yeah, <laughs> and that, uh, absolutely. And that, but it's not really work, is it? You can <laughs> stop for a coffee. It's not really work. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not getting paid for it it's just a yeah 
So you, you, there is all of that going mm. on. So um, I'm thinking my own experience. It's, it's very hard. I find it very hard to um, to be able to, you know, demand the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, on some levels, my own worst enemy. And it's taken some time to be able to say no. I I am working, and uh, yeah, and I can't be interrupted. Yes, and and so for instance, yesterday I did probably well full full morning. So five hours in the morning, um, did the school run, pick up all of that kind of stuff, and then came home, made you know the easiest pasta. And then went straight back into work. By the time I went to bed, I just felt absolutely knackered, you know. But it, but also very fulfilled because I'd had a full day. I did the bare minimum of what I had to do in my yes. in my other life, but I had a full day of, of writing, which I haven't had in a while. And normally, I I think I probably work around ten hours a day doing doing you know writing but also doing other things but my threshold is four or five hours I need a break because I find it I, I can find it very taxing are you would you say that you are are you working continually during that period yeah and you would actually writing yeah long hand or typing or yeah. however you well, actually yeah yeah no that's I mean, we all have such different processes. Because mm. I can, I think I can probably give the appearance of flitting about doing all sorts of things. I, I might not look like I'm working, because I might, I might paint for a bit, and then need to walk away. And I might, during that time, go and do something, like wander up the garden with a cup of tea, or, or even go and fill the washing machine, or, you know. Yeah. I, I can... It might very well look like, well, you're, you're not working, are you? But I need that 15 minutes away from what I'm doing because cause there's, there's a different activity going on in my, in my head where I'm trying to figure something out or I'm trying to... Yeah, no, this is quite interesting. I might actually look like I'm interrupting myself. Well, maybe. I mean, but but the thing is, you're looking at a canvas and and that's very different I mean if I were to look at a whole novel put on the wall <laughs> I would need to step away from it it would be really intense whereas I'm looking yeah. at small sections and I don't write in a linear way so I don't write a b c d you know I don't do that so I I go from like a to you know g to da 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 and and I don't so I'm only ever looking at one little section at a mm. time. With the, the EK, yes. So if you're painting with pixelated, you're staring at one little pixel. Because I might, I might work on the whole, and then quite often of an evening, I'll take the canvas off the wall, lay it on the floor, mm. and while I'm listening to music or listening to the radio or something, I, I then enter into what I call colouring in activity where I might work on, on a small area, mm. where briefly I forget what I'm doing. I'm just 
moving, you know, it's an entirely different activity, moving the brush around a little section, and I get lost in, yeah, like I said, it's like a colouring in activity, it's like a sort of sorting your Lego into, you know, different colour piles or something, it's a slightly different activity, different part of the process. Yeah. Which is interestingly less like I'm less likely to interrupt myself from that activity because I go into sort of daydream space. Well, that's very very meditative, isn't it? Doing. I remember um, when I was at university, and I don't know why I don't do this so so often now, or actually haven't in ages, but I used to just doodle all the time doodle in class, doodle when I was, doodle in between, you know, writing some, you know, writing paragraphs, whatever it may be, I was completely doodling. Maybe it's because I work now more on the computer. But then, I, everything yeah. was longhand, I didn't have my own computer. You'd have to go to the computer lab and type it out and print it. <laughs> but doodling is very very meditative and you're thinking like you're you're organizing your thoughts then yes that's yeah. maybe what you do with your coloring in activities but then you see i interestingly when i'm working at the computer because because you know because i'm i'm one of those artists that you know i might write stuff or i might mm. make graphic work or i might be dealing with you know moving image or you know i, I it might look like I'm faffing about, but what's interesting is is actually when I'm in front of a computer, maybe because I'm practiced at sitting in front of it because of my work as a designer, I'm, I'm used to putting in the hours, going to work, so to speak. Yeah. But when I'm doing my creative work on the computer, I'm more likely to to, to pursue ideas, you know, research, darting about in Wikipedia or anything like that. But I'm far less likely to to appear to interrupt myself. Right, okay. But yet you are, in a way, moving from page to page. Darting about. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm... Any observer would think that I was engrossed in my work. Yeah, that's what I do in the evening. Now, in the evening, I will do my research. So... Mostly it's on the computer, I put whatever's in my notebook into the computer, whatever section I want to focus mm. on, and then I, I color co code that, so I use different fonts. So, so for instance, when I was working this morning, and I was putting um, mo moving uh, one bit of text onto another bit of, um, into another file, I made that bright yellow. So I know this evening when I go back, that's where I need to pick it up again. Yeah. If I've if I've moved something, I'll generally make it red. If it needs to be looked at again, oh. it's blue. In the evening, that's what I'm doing. I'm going through all of my different colors and sort of slotting things where they need to be in preparation and researching. So any little bit any little nugget of research I'll put in there. And and if you were observed, it would you you would see a, a solitary person in front of a yeah, a, a computer and appearing to be totally engrossed. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, the act of painting 
totally engrossed, but the appearance might be that actually, but you're washing up. <laughs> actually, you're pegging out laundry. Actually, well, you're picking kids up from school or whatever it is. I know, but that's the thing, isn't it? Is that what I find the most difficult is kind of moving from that world into the real into the real world. So if I pick up my children from school and then I have a parent ask me a question or start a conversation mm. and I just I I can't actually speak properly. <laughs> and I don't know what to say. I am crazy with you on that. Because they're they're a living person. It's like I need a little <laughs> sign above my head that goes, you know, engrossed in own head, engrossed yeah. in own head, you know, do not interrupt. Not existing in this world, yes. <laughs> mentally, yes. only physically here. You see, in, and every dog walk, you know, the morning yeah. dog walk up on the hills looks like you're walking the dog. But no, you're actually resolving that stuff, figuring Oh, if someone speaks ideas me out <laughs> on a dog walk, it, I'm done. I can't, like, I, I can't, they, they might think I'm the crazy lady that can't communicate because they've interrupted and it is sort of like the real world ha has like yeah. shoved a brick and through the window. And they were caught in the headlamp so far yeah. of, of, oh gosh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm out in the real world, aren't I? So that I think is the hardest interruption. Isn't it? It's not. It's not the obvious interruption. Yeah. The hardest interruption is just landing back in the real world with a massive bump. Well, it's, it is mm. funny you should say that. How many times have you been caught sort of staring out of a window or something, and 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 someone walks into the room and you and you literally jump? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, jump often. <laughs> and but it's such a common thing for in my experience. I, you know, I'm forever kind of oh, you know, <laughs> oh, jumping like that. Oh no, you're alive. <laughs> you're real. I know. I am too because I spend most of my time in my head. In my head, dealing <laughs> with imaginary characters, and I, I act out their conversations. I, you know, they are very, very real to me, and it's a strange thing when people that you see every day in your life um like just at work or at the school gates or whatever people that are in your everyday life you know them um you know less of them than you know like your imaginary characters and that is very very odd and actually they know less of you than your imaginary characters understand or know of you well, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 such a surprise that the world actually oh, half the time <laughs> that remembering that you appear in the world out there mm. that, that you're seen. So maybe <laughs> we're interrupting the world. <laughs> oh, gosh, I forgot that I'm participating in this. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe we we kind of interrupt the world. But I guess you can say that that's true with with artwork. Is that just what it's meant to be, isn't it? It's meant to be some sort of disruption. An announcement, yeah, the evidence of your investigation. <laughs> <laughs> that, yes, it's, it's... The surprise is that the world isn't telepathic, though. 
Yeah, it is. And that half the time I appear to be really, I think, scatty in a way or um, disorganized or not really engaged. And I, I, all those things are probably true because, because I have set aside time to be organized and I've set aside time to be engaged and I've set aside time... That's what I've had to do to as, as a writer. Yeah, I've set aside time to participate. So when I'm I'm caught out of that time that I've set aside to do it, it I find it really shocking if someone asks me a question or I've got to literally, I'm, because I'm having a conversation with people that mm. are very real in my head, even well, though, you know. Absolutely. I'm, that sense that I'm um, <laughs> That sense of you're, you're busy, you're so used to kind of observing the world and being inside your own head that, that there are those occasions when, when you're busy forgetting that you're a participant and you are asked a question, you're interrupted from your thoughts. And that sense of being caught, of being exposed as the, mm. as the, um, as someone who's, yeah, actually participating. Exposed, but also like immediately judged as well. Um, I was asked a question about the Christmas fair that's coming up. And, and honestly, I, I've set it at uh, my daughter's school and I've set aside time for that. But I'm not thinking about it right now because I have so few hours throughout the day and so few weeks, you know, where I have two children at school. So, so the, because I have so little time to myself, <laughs> in a way, I, I have to like compartmentalize everything, even my own head. And yeah, that, that sounds very familiar. So interrupted. Mm. Quick question about the Christmas fair, and I'm like, what fair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that's, of course, that's, I do. It's written down on next it's week's scheduled in, in. in next week's diary. Yeah, but that's not happening until December first. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm with you completely there. <laughs> and then you could just see this person's face go, oh, you know. Yeah, have you not thought about? Have you this? not prepared for the fair? <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm prepared. You know, my my preparation is that that you know I've given this time, I've blocked it in in the diary yeah. for next week. But at the moment, it's yeah. So it's those kinds of interruptions that that I'll, you know. And the funny thing is, with that interaction, it was really small exchange. But I walked away feeling quite guilty of having not not done anything yet. You know, and that isn't that that sense of guilt or what you should be doing or where you should be at mm. your at that at any particular stage in your career is another whole interruption. And it's uh, it's it's reminding me of that that phrase that um, you're supposed to be seen to be working. If you're not seen to be working, then you're not working, and you should be you know. And and with the creative process, there's quite often not much to see. No, there isn't. There really isn't. I mean, it looks like you are in a bit of a coma <laughs> <laughs> with a cup of tea. Exactly. <laughs> Staring out of a window. 
And then that can be interpreted as, you know, I don't know, I, I've had that interpreted as, yeah, as you just said, being, you said scatty, of, of me being dozy or being depressed even, you know, I mean, yeah, you, know, you, or you must be depressed, you stare out of the window for, for hours, yep, I'm investigating something that's of vital importance to me and yeah. um and I can't begin to express it. It will it will appear at a later date in some kind of form. Yeah. I know it's really, really that is it that is a big challenge to overcome. The idea that you have to appear to be working. Working or what are what are interpretation or our society's interpretation of work is mm. so if you are staring out the window with a cup of tea and if something needs done like an errand needs running or there's you know you know you're the first person they're going to ask to do it surely you can do that you're not doing anything not doing you? anything yeah think about it on the way and the, the, the on top of that there's there's a world out there that often seems to appreciate evidence of work so that um, for example a drawing that has you know taken hours and hours and hours and hours to produce is um is recognized as as being you know you can see the work in it you mm -hmm. know big tick gold star when when you know something that looks spontaneous um you know, well, it only took you five minutes. Yeah, but in order to get there, yeah, or arrive there, you may have had to actually have put in a lot of, you know, thought, for example. Yeah, I think you know, with with my well, with the generation at the moment, <clears throat> with my children, I think one of the one of the areas that I really am aware of is the fact that they are constantly interrupted by phones, media, you know, all of these things, you know, flashing at them all the time. There's very little space to just sit and stare, or there's a feeling that if they're doing that, that they're not being productive. You know, they're, they're, overexposed, overtested, overstimulated, everything. And actually mine are my kids are, you know, they don't have their phones all the time. They're not they're not addicted, you know, to their screens or anything like that. But the fact is that it's in the back of their mind is always that observance is always there. That kind of scrutiny is always there because they're posting stuff that You've got you to know, be seen to be working. You've, you've got to be seen, seen to, be to be working. You've got to be... Yes, there, there is a, the, the onus on, or the responsibility of appearance. So, and if you're observed to be doing nothing, then you ought to be doing something. You ought to be seen to be doing something. Well, yeah. I mean, every, you know, and everyone's putting up what they're doing, you know, and how wonderful it is, and blah, blah, blah. And I find social media... A massive interruption like I realize I have to do it in in my career but I find it so disruptive and such an interruption and actually you know I I want to be 
you know, I, I would probably get arrested if I put up photos of how I actually write, you know, in my pants. <laughs> Dirty hair. <laughs> Cup of coffee, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Eating my cheese Instagrammable life. Yeah, yeah it's not. <laughs> and we we should appeal to to some fictionalized version of, of what we are. So it takes us back to there. You've got to be seen to be working. You've yeah, be seen to be. Which is the ultimate interruption, because yes, it's a pretense. It's a fiction. It's, it's a, a fiction. fiction. Yeah. The reality is to to write that book or that poem or paint that picture or create that you know, film or whatever it is, it might actually involve a huge amount of imaginary um, headspace, of, of, of staring, thinking, absorbing, which as we said, full circle, there is no, if you're observed, you're appearing to be doing nothing. Mm. Yes, that is full circle. And that makes you interruptible. It makes you interruptible. And and it also means that you, you, you can very easily fall prey to that feeling as well. You can yeah. very easily yeah. fall prey to the... I should be seen to be working. Or I should be here in my career. I should be doing this. You know, because look at all these pictures of these lovely people mm -hmm. that are... But as you just described, the reality is is that you're probably writing at six o'clock in the morning in your pajamas. Yeah, exactly. Um, not Instagrammable. No, not Instagrammable at all. You know. But or, why would you be? You're busy working. Yeah, I know. <laughs> With like piles of laundry behind you that you just haven't folded, or you know, dirty dishes in the sink, and <laughs> and that when you are in that state working. If you are in, interrupted, then you know it can it can incite a sort of inner rage, can't it? It can, yes. You want you see I'm working. I know. Because you also because you already have to just ignore everything else that is, you know, evidence of how you've spent your day. <laughs> By, yeah. By what you've produced. God, what have you been doing all day? The house is a shithole. Like, yeah. What have you been doing all day? You've burnt. Uh, you've I burnt have, dinner. I have no evidence to show what I've been doing. But it's gone on in my head. Yeah, absolutely. And if you looked at my internet history, you'd see that I followed several chains of thought. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And probably all of them abnormal. Slightly, slightly worrying. I always have this sense that someone's going to look into my internet history and just go, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> anyway, there we are. Yeah, interrupting that. Can we have a nice cup of tea? Yeah, let's. <laughs> oh, dear.